Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hey, it is Angie with the good news team. The Michelles are here. Michelle, Ron, and Michelle I love Betts. It. I love it. The Michelles, yes. Real Estate Michelle and Speaker Michelle and Eric Raymer is here. Radio guy and PR guy. My colleague in the building for about, boy, he was here for 10, about oh, 10 years. Going on 10 years, 11 years now, yeah. uh, Angie. And, and yeah, and you've been joining you me now for weeks. And I'm loving it. I'm having a great you just time. just say great to have me here? No, it's great to have you here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just teasing and, you. And, and the girls, uh, the Michelles that are here today, yes. I'll tell you what, it's a stereo vision of blessings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cute. There yes. we go. Yes. I like yes. That. Yes. That's why I come day. back. They say nice yeah. things about me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's Dave. And there's producer Dave. <laughs> producer Dave. And uh, we have uh, the reason around, I want to share this this good news story is because Michelle really inspires me to like live life to the fullest. And my dad's a lot like Michelle, and so is my stepmom in terms of like going for it in life. You know, my dad still does Tai Chi every day. My stepmom's only in her seventies, but she teaches Tai Chi several times a week. I drink a chai tea. At the senior, do you? Yeah. Do you drink a chai tea? Yeah. Drinks oh. a chai tea. Yeah. Sorry, That's just perfect. keep moving. Just perfect. keep moving. Right Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're very active, you know, and my dad and I, oh, we're planning our next trip. We're going to New Orleans in the fall. We went to Nashville, you know, this, uh, this last uh, uh, fall. And so he's very excited about that. It's just so funny to travel with my, he'll be 85 then. It's just fantastic. a riot. And everybody loves him. And he loves to be the center of attention. And nice. he looks like Willie Nelson. So we're at a concert in Nashville. And he buys a, a light-up cowboy hat that sparkles <laughs> to like the music. And the whole concert stopped. And then they said, Willie Nelson, everybody. And my dad came up, you know, and sat <laughs> down. And they said, hey, were you just in the restroom? And my dad said, oh, yes, I was. And he said, could you hear uh, Could you hear us in there? And then my dad said, no, I couldn't. He goes, well, we could hear you out here. Oh, and no. My, and my dad's like, oh, that was a good one. You know, but he just loves to be the center of the attention, center of attention and yeah. he's just a ham. So it'll be an experience to go to New Orleans with yeah. him, and I'll definitely have to keep him away from, you know, well, lots of things. Knowledge. Okay. Uh, I'd like to discuss this story because Michelle's into playing games that aren't video games. She gave my kids a game for Christmas that we played. There are games and, that aren't video games? Yes. And it was a five-second game, and you have to think of, like, several things in five seconds. Like, Pick it up off um, the floor pick, and put it in your mouth. It, it That's was, the five-second game. Oh. <laughs> that's the five-second rule. Oh, that's all. Oh. There we go. Sorry. I get my games and rules there sideways. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> It was hard, wasn't it? Well, we played it in teams. If, oh, if we that's did a it, good yeah. idea. I mean, well, we had our youngest was seven years old. There were eleven of us playing, and he yeah, was seven. Yeah, and if you're slow mentally, well, you might need more than five oh, seconds. Stop looking at me, Angie. Yeah. It was hard. <laughs> it was much My better poor to mom. do it in teams. Not that she's slow okay. mentally. How, Sorry. Do, how does this game work? What are we talking about? You draw out a category, and it says uh, name. 
five name uh three dogs or right different kinds of breeds. stuff um oh, yeah, right. so forth and you have to come up with it but yeah teams it works much better we did teams of three or two whichever you want you could do that with anything cereals candy bars yeah mm -hmm. yep and that was in there cereals because the seven-year-old knew the cereals <laughs> i did not know any cereals it's yeah. cute and then you got a little timer that whips around right. and it was adorable but with that said when we do family reunions cribbage was a big thing for my sure. uncle lou so we'll have a little cribbage tournament and i don't play cribbage but i love it this is um dave's going to introduce the story but I just love the idea of different generations getting together and playing games but i also love the idea of continuing to really live your life as you lose friends as you age and you know you go to funerals you, you could get in a rut and get sad and depressed or you can be like many of the seniors that we see experienced people michelle Thank the you. experienced Thank people you. we see mm -hmm. that are really living life and i i feel that way about my dad and my stepmom and about michelle as well and so I thought I'd share this story because they're kind of up there, aren't there, these guys? These guys are very, very experienced. So uh, <laughs> one of them's 105, and the Ooh, other wow. one, and then he's the youngster, and what? then the other one's 108, and they're the ones who've made it to the top of an entire tournament full of people playing cribbage. I love cribbage. I think it's one of the most fun games ever. I actually got a handmade board oh. about 10 years ago from one of my friends. I still have it. We play oh. real small. It's awesome. Wow. It's just such a fun game to play with the family. Um, but yeah, these guys, so they went through, so these are the champions too. So they've went through this entire community of a tournament and then this is the championship match. Low deals. <laughs> in the game of life, Six. Harry Camp is in triple overtime. I was born September 20, 1910, which makes me 108, 108. 15 oldest man in America. Still didn't catch you, though. According to an online listing. Oh, I don't want to. Number one in Minnesota. Six, and seven, eight. At Cribbage. He's a very good player. Thank you, honey. Since he started the Cribbage Club here, they always look to him for guidance. <laughs> Myrna Camp <laughs> plays Cribbage with her husband. Four. At least once a day. Myrna wouldn't want to play with anybody except the... <laughs> Beat the best. But the 108-year-old king of cribbage at Waverly Gardens in North Oaks. Here they come. Has a play date. Oh. With a younger man. How old are you, sir? 105. Don Carruth from Chanhass in Summerwood Senior Community is ready. Well, I'm a mover. All right. And then some. We're supposed to do something. I want to do it. So let's right. get it done. Uh, what's going on today? We're having a cribbage tournament between two of our oldest residents in Presbyterian Homes. When Harry met Don, a game for the ages. Don Carruth, 105. He's been playing cribbage probably most of his life. I'm ready. And Harry Camp, <laughs> 108. There we go. My wife and I played uh, for years and years and years and years. Going to be a pretty good person that beats me. So we're going to find out today. We have Don Carruth here. Let's give him a hand. Yeah. Green Team Harry Camp. Yeah. Tell you, at 180, he's going to take it. Both were alive for the entirety of Prohibition, and both were of drinking age during Prohibition. <laughs> if you get too annoyed with me talking too much, just tell me to stop, okay? Stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 30. Retired forester. All right. Versus retired principal. 1727. Each hoping to school. My play, huh? The yep. other. Oh, it's serious. Cribbage is serious for my dad, no doubt about it. Good hand. <laughs> Harry jumps to an early lead. Don acknowledges his red hot senior opponent. All right, here we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
21 for three. Then the upstart Good hand. comes roaring back. Harry Camp is four pegs away. Don Kruth is three pegs away. Oh. Hey, Harry. 28. 31. And that seals it <laughs> by a point. Good game. Okay, okay. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Youth Thank you. edges. Experience. Thank you, thank you. It's good to meet you, Harry. The winner, still a mover. How's it feel? Another game. No, when it's over, it's over for Dad. He's he's moved on already. Probably why he's lived to 105. And as for Harry, it was a wonderful game. The best man won. But next time I'll get him. Next time, a hundred and eight. There you go. And still, game. Okay. My, my goodness, yeah. Oh, unbelievable. And when, when these guys are saying, you know, we played for years and years yeah. and years and years, they each mean. one of those could be decades, yes. and, and they're still true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I tried cribbage once. Did you know that? I I, uh, I was told I needed to add leafy greens, so I made some cribbage soup. Oh. It gave me gas. Oh. Uh, I, 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 there I, we go. When you're writing this I, stuff, That joke is crabbage. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, did you notice those guys, even though they were quite old, they were still both very with it mentally. Oh I was wondering if it's like exercising yes. over and like doing the math of cribbage That's every single day to... just keeps it going. Right. Michelle, I'm going to share this with Dr. Royzen. He's Dr. Oz's co-author, mm -hmm. and uh, he works at the Cleveland Cl Clinic. He's the chief wellness officer, and he does tell me that doing these mind games, and you can go, I guess, onto the AARP website, sure. and there's different mind games you can play, and mm -hmm. my mom likes to think it's called called Sudoku. 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 Yeah, I've never played it. My mom it. loves that. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, getting her brain going, and she loves to read books and, you know, and, and watch Judge Judy, uh, which I don't think that that's one of the brain games, but I still love Judge. Put your listening ears on. Put your, sir, put your listening ears on. I like her. I, oh, she is just Awfully. telling it like it is. I see my seventh grade teacher. But she's also <laughs> experienced in life, and I just love it when, well, first of all, like you said, they're really together mentally, uh, and that's helping them with their brain to do this um, but just like going for it living life getting out of the house you know doing something doing something you enjoy making the effort because it's not as easy to get out anymore for instance my mom has a bad knee she uses a walker but since we got her the walker she's going to the kids basketball games again and going to swim meets again and she'd stop doing those things because with the mm -hmm. cane she'd kind of get tipped over mm -hmm. or bumped into so find ways to stay active and to get out and find the tools you need to do it there's no shame in your game if you need a walker get a stinking walker go to the baseball game. I've always said, uh, and I'm so thankful to have a day and to be the age that I'm at, but I think there are four things that need to be spurring us on um, daily. Okay. A task with a purpose, participation, relationships, and service. That'll preach. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to preach. And so. with, with that said, I mean, families, especially with all the hand games and the no contact eyes or anything like that, are so important. And I just, um, I, I, one reason why I think Cracker Barrel does so well is they have all those little um, checkerboards yeah. set up it's all over. I love those, and, the little and triangle And at the thing. table, they have the little triangle where yes. you said it, it's engaging your mind. And it's... Again, one of my very favorites, John Wooden says, has always said, when you stop learning, you're dead. That's right. And you've got to keep learning. And there's so many phenomenal games out there. Uh, banana game. Oh, my daughter. I just texted my Bananagrams? daughter. Bananagrams. Bananagrams. They're oh, wonderful. Oh, my gosh. One. You can play it in the car. Ooh, yeah. Bananagrams um, are great. 
That's Lots what, of card games. That's what my kids oh. call call my parents. I like dominoes. Banana yeah. Banana yeah. Well, my um, you know, my family they do that. What do you like? What dominoes? Dominoes. Oh. I love playing the train. train oh yeah, dominoes. yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, what's that one called? Mexican <laughs> the Mexican train. Mexican, Mexican train, train dominoes. Right. right. Are we yeah. still allowed to call it that? Is it politically correct? Oh, it's it's a game. Oh, it says on the game. It does. Okay. All right. As long as I've never heard of that. I think it's from Mexico. It's really good. Right. And and I'm. Dominoes? Oh, like... it's it is complicated. Like I always win, but I have to play with my uncle who's in his eighties because he explains the rules all ah. over again to me. And then when we were playing it with my aunt who had Alzheimer's, and he would let her You're cheat. Advantage of banana and I was grams. like, and I was like, stop <laughs> doing that. Stop letting her cheat. And he's like, well, she's got Alzheimer's, and she doesn't even know she's cheating. I'm like, oh please, I'm supposed to win this game. Alzheimer's or not. And so, with that said, my my kids play. We at the family reunions, we play the cards. Well, I'm not really into the cards. Mm-hmm. My daughter learned how to play poker at three, n- not for money, but and um, there's a bridge and canasta. She plays canasta like a pro. My aunts and uncles cool. love her because she start. Yeah, she's been playing it since she was like you know. I mean. I, I, how do you learn poker when you're that young? But my dad taught her, and then my other relatives, like she gets together and they p- play big games. When you know, we went fun. to Florida, my five-year-old son, he wasn't five yet, he was still four, but he learned a game called Left, Right, Center, mm-hmm. which is this dice game that you throw out and everyone right. has money out. So my four-year-old learned gambling Everybody has while money. we were in Florida last <laughs> October. <laughs> we interrupt this program so right. we do not endorse our competitors. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's a, a friendly job. gambling all between families. There's though, a so. great board game called Ticket to Ride, which is very, very fun. I can't even explain it to you, but it was fun. Any charade type things we play it's as a, a family. Any charade. You know, I don't think I'll ever make it to the 105 or 108 oh. club uh, in large part because oh, I one hope of the games. I do. Well, I, well, I with think an attitude will, like that. Well, no, no, it's not that. It's, it's God the, bless the you games, for your honesty. The games that I'm invited to play, like lawn darts. You know lawn darts, right? <laughs> yeah, but they always it. want me to hold the ring. Oh, yeah. What that's yeah, all about, sure. but I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, look how many people are involved in the Senior Olympics. I mean, truly. Oh, lots, my uncle qualified. Of. Okay, here is an amazing story. My uncle qualified for the Senior Olympics in mixed doubles. He lost his wife that I was speaking of to Alzheimer's about a year ago. And his mixed doubles partner lost her husband of like 50 years to Alzheimer's as well. And they are in love again. And she said to me, Angie, falling in love in, you know, she's 77. He's 83, I think. It's just, he says, it's no different than when you were a teenager. It's Come just on. as beautiful. And they qualified together for the Senior Olympics. And I'm going to go watch them. Oh, um, it's at the beginning of like um, of the summer. So you're saying that they're going to go to New Mexico. Yeah. And he actually <laughs> had to play down with the young people. Because yes, because he could have played mixed doubles with the 80-something. Sure. And he always says that he's doing so much better now because a lot of his competition has passed away. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are dying. He goes, boy, I'm just, he goes, I'm killing it. Yeah, so it's a hard it. league. Yeah. yeah. And so, so he he is really doing well, but he had to play with the younger people to play with his young girlfriend. And they hold hands, and they are so in love. And it just makes me so happy to see them so happy when they went through so much pain nursing their spouses for a very long time with Alzheimer's. Her husband did not even recognize her anymore. And then uh, he would say to her, when's that lady coming back that cleans and cooks? Um, mm. um, I really like her. Well, it was her. And she's like, oh, the cleaning lady, you know, she'll be back. And then, because he didn't recognize her anymore. Mm-hmm. And then my my aunt got violent with my uncle. He She turned on him. And so here these two people had lived through losing their spouses for, of decades that they loved, and they found love again. And I'm saying this to, like, give you hope that Thank there you. is life after 
death. There's life after Alzheimer's. And what they went through is a lot worse than some of our day-to-day struggles. Yeah, but I'm still hoping. I mean, it, 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 I, don't, I don't have that story, but I'm still thinking, you know, gosh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Any time would be nice. Have what, a, girl, uh, a spouse, a girlfriend? Somebody, anybody. Yeah. Any- just, just hold my hand. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, you have soft hands. You haven't done much manual labor. <laughs> he, he's, all, he's been laying hands on pillows. That's leave, about it. You leave manual. You leave manual out of this. Uh, but I, I just, uh, I don't know. They, they, I just makes me happy. Good. I had the best time at um, um, a couple years ago. I went to nationals for volleyball, adult nationals. Oh, I remember that. It's the most amazing experience ever. Like, oh, I you just loved posted it. pictures of seniors, uh, experienced people, women. Playing. The 60s division, amazing. 70s wow. division, 80s division. And they were playing. Yes, they were really playing. It so wasn't they had like from they kids out of college. Right, they had from kids out of college to people in their 80s mm-hmm. and their cute little spouses watching them on the sidelines. It was the most amazing thing ever. I thoroughly Pretty enjoyed fun. that. They were so talented, too. Good. Yeah, it was, it was great. We did a story about that, too. There's like an 80, 91 year old lady that was the captain of the volleyball team in that one. Remember that story? They all yeah, had I the little red jerseys on. I, think, so I don't think Michelle was here that day because I, I had said, oh, I saw women playing on Michelle's Facebook page, like, in you know, seniors. They were mm. so, oh, they were awesome, too. They were really good. <laughs> Part of that, though, was, like, staying active. Now my daughter said, are you going to be a grandma that hikes? And I said, well, that's the plan. That's why I, like, walked nine miles, a, you know, a day mm. recently, you know, because I want to be the grandma that hikes. Absolutely. You know, and I was... Uh... I'm thinking if ever I get to that place where I can start, you know, being a part of these teams and that kind of stuff, like, will they let me use my walker? I mean, is that all right? Can't, can't uh, you, like you just want to get old enough to where you, the walker. you so get the yelled H- at for doing chores. Hudson Gardens geriatric tour. It's you like, know? I'm going to take this trash out. Like, what are you doing? Sit down, Dad. You know? I'm telling you, that walker opened up a whole new world for my mom, and I figured it out with another grandma at the swim meet with a walker, and they just go right through everybody, and then oh, they yeah. park it, and they sit on it, and they have a poolside <gasps> seat. Uh, you can get the best seat in the house because you always have a chair with you, and nice, nobody knocks her over anymore because, you know, they'd knock into her, and she'd yeah. lose her balance with her cane. Oh. And now she can go anywhere. I got one for my dad, too, although he's kind of persnickety. He hasn't used his yet, but I'm bringing it to New Orleans when I take my 85-year-old dad on the senior Greyhound bus trip to New Orleans. Oh, that's going to be fun. It actually is fun. My my dad's walker has been grounded. Grounded. Yeah, he uh, he got in trouble for using his walker. He's he's trying to go too fast, and uh, he had a stroke uh, Christmas Eve. Oh. And uh, he's 91 years old. I'm going to go visit him at the end of this week, uh, up in Fayetteville, Arkansas. His walker's grounded. His walker's grounded. He's he's uh, if he goes anywhere with it, he has to go with somebody. Because he tries to go too is, fast. Which is funny because it's 10 steps, even for my dad. To, from Ooh, the bed sure. to the to the kitchen table, and it's 15 steps to the office door, but he can't make those without uh, accompaniment now from, yeah. from my mom. Okay. Yeah. She goes with him. Yeah. How old's your mom? Uh, she is 23 years younger than he oh, is. Oh, wow. Oh, he was going to say she's 23. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. My dad's wife's a lot younger. So. Yeah. You know, my my dad made that choice uh, long long ago. They've been married for like forty five years now, mm-hmm. and uh, kudos to mom. She's stuck through it. She's she's uh, she's a good woman. 
Well, I'm telling you, my um, my stepmom, she's she. We could pass a sister. She looks so young and she's so fit and so tiny and so active and teaches the Tai Chi. And I just I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because she takes such good care of him. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! You know, she takes such good care of him, and he's spoiled rotten, so it's perfect. <laughs> no, seriously, he is, and so good. yeah. She loves it. She loves every minute of it. So get out there, stay active. Let this be an incentive to you, uh, to, you know, to do more so that you can be the uh, guys playing cribbage well, in their hundreds. Fortunately, we live in a period of time where there is so uh, there there are just so many choices that you can do. And seen, Kaiser has a, a Thrive program. Sure. All, several insurances do. That's free. I mean, absolutely. it's fantastic. I saw Inglewood has a rec center for an elderly rec center. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's like, really cool. I was like, right. this place is amazing. Right. Yeah. That so really it's cool. there. We just have to look for it. Unplug. AngieAustinRadio.com. That's where you can find all of us. Real estate speakers, uh, authors, and Eric, give it your PR website. Uh, PRMediaCoach.com. If you need help getting famous, we can do that. Oh, all right. I need help. All right. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two, and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things, and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hello, hello. This is producer Dave. This is our next installment of our special authors series. Uh, Angie, not too long ago, gave me permission to be able to track down these authors. I, I, I get these books from PR people all over the country, and some of them are really good. And we sometimes just don't have enough time to get to everybody. But because of how everything's going, because of this new series that we're doing, we're going to be focusing on authors. And I know a lot of times when we talk to authors with all the good news ladies here, it can get kind of drowned out and the message of the book can get a little drowned out. And so I came up with this idea for this series where I get to talk to these authors and we really get into the meat of their book and we can really talk about the really important ideas in the book. 
But also we get to introduce you, all of our wonderful listeners, to these wonderful books that you may not have heard before and that you may not have heard of before. So, and then you find out where you can get them. And there's some really, really great books and there's really great authors and there's really awesome messages. Now, today is no different. Today, I'm talking to Jarrett Stevens. He is the pastor of the Preston Wood Baptist Church in Plano, Texas, which is one of the largest and fastest growing mega churches in America. Um, and he recently wrote a book called The Mountains Are Calling, subtitle, Making the Climb for a Clearer View of God and Ourselves. This is a really cool idea uh, for this book because it really has an Im impact because of the imagery and everyone knows, especially here in Colorado, when you're standing on top of that mountain, you feel closer to God and you feel like, uh, you know, there's there's a certain kind of peace that ha that happens at the top of a, the mountains. And then um, Jarrett was on his way to a camp with a bunch of kids and they were going to be in the mountains and he wanted to be able to really speak to them about God and speak to them and he wanted them to feel closer to God when they left. So he came up with this idea and he started researching this imagery of mountains in the Bible. And it turns out that it's a way bigger message than a lot of us realize. Now I have Jarrett here and I want him to explain a little bit more. Hey Jarrett, thank you for being on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. Grateful to be with you today. Now, tell us a little bit about this, how, how this idea, I know that you were like on the way to a youth camp, which I know a lot of us, we get, we feel closer to God after youth camp. You know, we spent the whole week with our friends and we really get a, yeah. into a bunch of these stories, but you kind of had this epiphany on the way. I did, you know, I was scheduled to preach there to our senior high students with the group from our church. And, uh, you know, most pastors, we, we bring old sermons to these camps and revivals for the most part, a little... Spoiler alert, we don't write any messages, we fresh up the illustrations, and uh, do some sermons that we've heard before or done before, but uh, it was just like the Spirit of God just wouldn't, uh, he was stressing with me, you know, and growing up in church, I would go to church camp, and for me it was always uh, kind of a mountaintop experience, and for those listening, you know, that have been Christians for any amount of time, we're familiar with that mountaintop experience with the Lord, I kind of classify it as just your, the nearness of His presence you sense, unlike ever before, your resolve to follow Him is strong. And so I'm flying into the mountains of Colorado, over the mountains, and uh, getting ready to speak at this camp, and I just think the Holy Spirit saying, Jared, you need to bring a fresh word. And so as I'm praying through it, I'm thinking, man, can't for me the mountaintop experience. I want this to be a mountaintop experience for these kids. Here I am flying over the mountains of Colorado, and it's just like the Spirit of God said, why don't you look in Scripture at everything I did on the mountains, and when I began that journey, it just blew me away how much God did there, and so that's what we talked about, and that's where kind of the heart of this project began. That's awesome. I, I mean, I completely agree with that mountaintop experience. I know just physically being in the mountains does something to you, special to you, but then when you feel that love and you feel that presence, and then plus there is... There is some imagery that I can think of off the top of my head. The first one that comes to mind is Mount Sinai with the, with, in the Old Testament when Moses gets the Ten Commandments. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. important story. It's a really big, well-known story. Now, there's a lot more references to, to mountains, though, that maybe a lot of us don't really realize. Can you tell us a couple of those and how you sure, use those absolutely. when you talk to people and connect them? Yeah, well, you said it best. You know, when you get to the top of the mountain, uh, your perspective changes. And that's kind of the subtitle of the book, right? The Mountains Are Calling, Making the Climb for a Clearer View of God and of Ourselves. And this really hit home for me. Um, I take my family to the mountains of Colorado just about every summer, and we ride a ski gondola up the mountain. And when we're coming back down, 
uh, we're looking at the town that we're staying in, and my little girls are saying, hey, Daddy, there's where we're staying, and that's where, there's where we're going to eat ice cream later tonight, and they're pointing out all these places, and the town that we're staying in looks so small from the top of the mountain. And that's where that kind of the perspective shift uh, really uh, changed for me, and I'm thinking this is what God wants to do. He wants to take us to mountain in Scripture. And the reason He wants to do this is because He wants to change our perspective of who He is and change our perspective of who we are. So you mentioned Mount Sinai, and, you know, what God does there is take Moses to the mountaintop, and there Moses sees the holiness of God. I mean, he's given the Ten Commandments. And so we see the holiness of God, and we see our own sinfulness. And so we see this perspective changer. But the great thing about that is that God doesn't, uh, he doesn't stiff on us because of our lack of holiness and our sin, but rather he gives us the law, which ultimately points us to Jesus, where we have no condemnation. And so uh, that's just one of the mountains, Mount Sinai, there with Mount Moriah. Of course, Abraham taking his son Isaac to sacrifice him on Mount Moriah, and there he learns that God is provider. I talked about Mount Carmel, where Elijah and the Battle of the Gods takes place. We all know and love that story. And then you look at the life of Jesus. I was blown away by how many of Jesus' ministry moments in his life, I mean, important moments, happened on top of the mountain. The Bible says that he would oftentimes go to a desolate mountain and pray. He would get alone with his father and pray. His first sermon wasn't taught at the temple in Jerusalem, wasn't taught at the local synagogue, but rather it was on the side of a mountain in Galilee, the Sermon on the Mount. You have his transfiguration, where who he is on the inside, he's made manifest on the outside for the very first time, happened on top of the mountain. His crucifixion, on top of a mountain. His ascension, happened from a mountain. His promise returns, Zechariah chapter 14, to a mountain. And so, so many mountaintop moments in Scripture. Right, that's awesome, and I, I guess there's so many that we don't even realize that there's a, such a powerful connection of us to God through the mountains. Um, but I... I so you said you were on your way to a youth group, though, and I know a lot of us do know a lot of these stories, and then I guess you don't really understand that they're connected to the mountains, but can you? something I like to really focus on, is, especially for young people, is how do you get all these stories, particularly the Old Testament stories, and get them to relate to young people and have young people really feel that, that mountaintop moment? Yeah. Well, it's a great question, and I would say this about the mountaintops, because, you know, uh, we're talking about literal mountaintops in Scripture, but as Christians and followers of Jesus, we don't have to go to a literal mountaintop to experience the Lord, and we don't have to yearn for an experience that we had back in youth camp in order to feel close to Him. I mean, this could be figurative as well, right? I mean, this morning when I woke up and was spending time alone with the Lord, figuratively speaking, I was going to the mountaintop. I was spending time with Jesus. I've got His Holy Spirit in me. I've got the Word of God before me. I mean, that's a mountaintop. And then uh, I go about my day in the valleys of life and regular daily life, and I'm telling people what I learned on the mountaintop, what I experienced on the mountaintop. I'm asking people to go with me to the mountaintop so that they can know Christ as well. And so it's not just physical mountains that we're talking about here. Again, figuratively, we can be on the mountaintop anytime we open up God's Word and spend time with Him. So there's an element to that. But on the Old Testament specific, how we can relate it to our students. I mean, you look at Abraham. And the, the thesis of this chapter is it's, it's the cost of the climb. I mean, Abraham was 115 years of age, most scholars estimate, when he was commanded to take his promised son Isaac up the mountain. Well, you know, uh, that tells me that God's never done testing our hearts. He's never done uh, uh, sanding off the rough edges of our life, sanctifying us, making us more like Jesus. And there's a cost. If we want to know God intimately, that this call to Abraham to go up to Mount Moriah, 
teaches us that there's a cost to knowing God, but the cost is always worth it because God's going to reveal himself to us. He's going to teach us a deeper truth. You think about Mount Carmel. Uh, here's Elijah, the battle of the gods. It's such a great illustration because what does Elijah say? He draws basically a line in the feet and says, if God be God, follow him. If Baal be God, follow him. That's a great message for students in and of itself. But isn't it interesting that the great prophet Elijah, the great lawgiver Moses, that's who with Jesus at the Transfiguration on the mountain. And so just tying these stories together, showing these students that they are applicable for their life, and even anybody who reads this book, they're going to see that what happens on these mountaintops, though it happened years and years and years and years ago, there's a message that they can take to heart. And uh, ultimately, it's going to change them, it's going to change their perspective of who they are, and it's going to change their perspective of who God is. Awesome. What a great message. So this is Producer Dave. I'm talking to, with Jarrett Stevens, the author of The Mountains Are Calling, Making the Climb for a Clearer View of God and Ourselves. We're all talking about this idea, the mountaintop experiences that we're all, you know, the, the times in our lives, our spiritual lives, when we feel closest to God, it's not necessarily just on top of a mountain, although mountains do help. Uh, but it is how we feel and how when we when we can capture that and we feel so full of the Lord's love and of the Lord's message and we carry that with us. Now, here's a problem that I know a lot of us have, Jarrett, is we have those mountaintop experiences, but then we get back to life and we quickly lose that shine. We lose that luster. Right. And um, in your book, in your book, you say that you can help us kind of maintain that energy and maintain that love and maintain that that whole, the feeling. Now, can yeah. you give us an example of how your book will help our readers do that? Yeah, well, here's the deal. We can't live our life based off of feelings, right? I mean, if we live based off of our feelings, it, our lives would look like an EKG heart chart, up, down, up, down, up, down. I mean, if I ate every time I felt hungry, I'd be 700 pounds. Right. You, can't, you can't live off of your feelings. You have to live off of the truth. And the truth of what God's Word says about us never, ever changes. So the first thing that I would say about that is, again, to, you don't have to, uh, that mountaintop moment, God certainly, in the life of a Christian, gives us these marker times in our life where we, again, are aware of His presence, it's strong in our life, His voice is clear, God gives us these moments as a gift, and uh, they're markers in our life to go, you know what, God was so present in my life there. But we don't live for those types of moments. Uh, because here's the deal. Life was never meant to be lived on the mountain. You know, one of the chapters I cover, the Great Commission, is called the Unnamed uh, Mountain. And I've always, as a Christian, been familiar with the Great Commission, go into the world, make disciples, teaching them to observe all things, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we all know the Great Commission to go into the world. But did you know, that's verses 18 through 20, but verse 16 tells us that Jesus took his disciples to an unnamed mountain in Galilee. Isn't that interesting? It's, it's very illustrative of the fact that, look, God calls us to the mountain to experience Him, to know Him, figuratively speaking. He calls us to open up His Word and get to know Him. But then He says, go. Go into the world. We can't live on the mountaintops. So don't seek to. No, we get to know God. We discover Him in greater levels of intimacy. But then the call is to go. Get off the mountain. And let's go be disciple-makers, and let's share his love with a world that's in desperate need to hear of the message that he shared with us on top of the mountain, and desperately in need of the invitation to take others with us to say, hey, experience this God that I experienced. Come know this God that I know. And so that's what I would encourage those listening uh, today. If they're looking for that mountaintop moment, I would say, listen, 
don't, you don't have to long to go back to a place, and you just certainly don't have to long for a feeling. Open up God's Word. Spend time alone with Him. You're on the mountain, but don't live there. Get off the mountain and share His love and the message and what He's teaching you on the mountain down in the valley where everybody else lives. I mean, isn't it amazing that the ascension, Acts chapter 1, before Jesus ascends to the right hand of the throne of God, He ascends from the Mount of Olives, another mountaintop moment. But then the disciples are standing around looking in heaven, and what do they say? They say, this God that just went up from you is going to come again in the same way that he departed. So he's going to return, a physical, literal return. So he said, go and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, don't stay on this mountain. Get down there and be my witnesses. So that's what I would tell those that are maybe looking for a particular feeling or to keep that feeling. Hey, look, open up your Bible, spend time alone with the Lord, that's your mountain, and then go on mission every single day that you live. I love that. You just this all you keep talking about is how all you have to do is open the Bible and read what's already yeah. in the Bible in your house, in your book, in your car, wherever it is you keep your Bible. And you can get that mountaintop, you know, experience that's every it. single You're time. You're on the mountain. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. You're on the mountain. That's great. So this is Producer Dave. I'm talking with Jarrett Stevens, the author of The Mountains Are Calling, Making the Climb from a Clearer View of God and Ourselves. He is the pastor of a mega church, which is pretty cool, um, in Texas. Teaching pastor. Uh, sorry? Teaching pastor. Teaching so pastor. I'm sorry. Pastor. Teaching pastor. Yeah, yes. pastor, Dr. Jack Graham, and I serve alongside him as the teaching pastor. Well, that's fantastic. It's good that you have so many people out there. You share the word. You share your love. And uh, so we only have a couple minutes left. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you can get this book, uh, why it's so Absolutely. important, what's the biggest message you think that you think people are really going to connect to so that they'll go get it, and then, uh, yeah. and then what's next for you? Well, Dave, thanks for having me. And, uh, again, just a pleasure to be able to share about the book, and it's a privilege to uh, partner alongside with you today in this ministry, and, and I'm grateful for just the time. And I would just encourage those listening to us, you know, my goal for the book, the, the, the authors that I love to read are the ones that read, uh, that write their books, and I read them, and they make me want to spend time alone with the Lord. You know, I read what they have to say, and I think, God, I want to know God more. I want to spend time with Him in prayer. I want to go be alone with Him in His Word. And so that's what I really pray for the book. I pray that the book would be a great discipleship help for people, and uh, there's study guides in the back for each chapter that you can go through with a small group. You can go through on your own to use as a tool for spiritual growth in your own life. But uh, my, that's really my goal, is for people to read it, to grow in their walk with Christ. I, I wrote it with a Christian in mind who, like me, grew up in church, knows the answers, went to the vacation Bible schools, the church camp, but they long for a deeper intimacy with the Lord. And so that's kind of my target audience, to say, man, if you want to go deeper with the Lord, let's, let's go on this journey of these mountaintop moments, and let's see what we can learn there. And so uh, that's my goal, my desire, that people would read it and say, man, let me go. i, I got to get to the mountain. i got to spend some time with the Lord. Okay. And if that happens, I'll be a happy, happy man. Awesome. Okay, and then can you get it, what, on Amazon, and Barnes & Noble, yeah, yeah, at your you website? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold, Target.com, Walmart, you can get it wherever books are sold, and uh, online, Amazon would be a great place to go. That's probably the quickest, uh, but yeah, anywhere books are sold. And now, if somebody wants to get in touch with you directly because they love your message, and they, they love your book, or they want to get it signed, yeah. or they just want to really get more in-depth of the book, sure. how could they do that? Yeah, best thing to do is email me, jstevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, jstevens, 
at Prestonwood.org. All of them are Prestonwood.org. That's my personal email. Come straight to me, jstevens at Prestonwood.org. I'd love to hear back from anybody. Okay, jstevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, at Prestonwood.org. Thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. I hope everyone will go get this book. It is really good. It's very uplifting, and I, it really does take you to those mountaintop experiences. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much. Dave, thanks for having me, and God bless you. God bless you. Okay, well, this has been another installment of Producer Dave sitting down with an author. Today I had a great one, Jarrett Stevens, The Mountains Are Calling. Everybody, go get this good. This book, God still calls us to the mountains today, and perhaps not physically, but he calls us to follow him to higher places of worship, surrender, and mission. And those mountaintop moments are where we begin the real new adventures, and we really get to the meat of how we feel and, and you know really get to the messages that we get to take back with us and share every day with the people that we love. Thank you all very much, and we'll be right back with more good news. Mountaineering Weekend is back at the YMCA. YMCA of the Rockies will hold its fourth annual Mountaineering Weekend, February 15th to the 18th. Recently named Best Family Resort in America by USA Today's 10 Best Reader's Choice Awards, YMCA of the Rockies is located on over 800 acres with three sides bordering Rocky Mountain National Park, providing the perfect landscape for outdoor enthusiasts and their families and dogs to explore mountaineering. The Mountaineering Weekend features educational sessions on winter survival tips and mountaineering skills like avalanche awareness, beacon rescue searches, orienteering, and the best first aid for backcountry. You'll also meet real search and rescue dogs and learn from their handlers how they use their keen skills to locate missing hikers. You'll get to explore a snow cave, attend a sled dog presentation while meeting the pups. All Mountaineering Weekend activities are fun and engaging for all ages. And all Mountaineering Weekend activities are free for guests staying in the lodge rooms or cabins. Book now at ymcarockies.org. Rejuvenation on the Rocks is a cutting-edge medical facility in Greenwood Village that will have you looking and feeling your best. Roxy O'Brien transforms lives using a non-surgical revolutionary treatment called Cool Sculpting that targets, freezes, and eliminates fat cells in the areas of your body that are resistant to diet and exercise. With this non-invasive and effective procedure, you will start to see a difference fast. And the best part is that as a Good News listener, you will receive a buy three, get one free special on your Cool Sculpting package. Call Roxy at Rejuvenation on the Rocks at 720-328-9094 or go to Rejuvenation on the Rocks that's rejuvenationontherox.com to start your cool sculpting package and be sure to tell Roxy that you are a good news listener to receive your special pricing deal Hi and welcome back to the show this is producer Dave I don't know if you all know this but February is Low Vision Awareness Month and it's something that is really important to a lot of us and today we have two doctors we have Dr. Lena Coogley and Dr. Randy Carden. Uh, they're here to talk about how low vision affects particularly veterans. And there's a lot of things that we can do to not only detect this early, but kind of learn about what the effects are and how to stop it. So hello and thank you for being on the show today, doctors. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you're here? So basically, we're here to talk about vision loss and um, to let people know that it's important to have their uh, to have an early assessment 
to so that they can get treatment and the benefits of vision research and to let our veterans know that the you, that the VA has an extensive research program that's designed for early diagnosis, intervention, and rehabilitation, we want to make sure that our veterans and caregivers have the help that they need. So there's a tremendous amount of resources available to them, whether they decide to participate in research or they need some additional help in terms of accommodations for the kinds of issues that they're having. I see. And so, and what kind of issues would you think those would be? Um, you know, what are the first signs that we should look for so that we know that we're experiencing vision loss? Well, I think some of the first signs can be subtle, but besides just affecting the center part of vision and causing blurriness, some of the disorders can affect the peripheral vision. And a person may not even be aware of it until they have an eye exam. So that's why it's important for a regular screen exam. Veterans who have been exposed to blast injury, one of the most common symptoms or concussive injury is light sensitivity, and this is often linked to headache as well. So what we're seeing in the VA eye clinics across the country is that veterans who have been exposed to traumatic brain injury, light sensitivity is a very common symptom. That's very interesting. Um, Yeah, and they might also be experiencing other sensory issues such as hearing loss and tinnitus due to noise exposure or blast exposure. And um, there's, there's also auditory sensitivity that can occur in veterans. So obviously veterans are way more prone to this than a lot of uh, people who wouldn't have otherwise experienced any of this stuff. That's right, because some of these symptoms come from repetitive exposure. And some of our veterans, you know, are very stoic, and you ask them if they've had traumatic brain injury, and they say no. And then we ask them if they've been exposed to blast, and they say, oh, 20 or 30 times. And so some of the injuries they experience, they don't necessarily knock them out unconscious, but they do can be accumulative and cause injury to the brain, which can affect the vision and hearing system since a large part of the brain is devoted to sensory modalities. Cumulative. That's very interesting. It'll build up on it on itself over time, and uh, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And but also just aging and kind of just getting older. This stuff happens anyway, mm-hmm. right? Well, a lot of these things are not just from age. Okay. Um, and some of the same things we're seeing in veterans are seen in sports-related, you know, repetitive concussion injuries as well. That's very interesting. And so if you're a veteran and there's a veteran out there listening right now, which I'm sure there are, what can they do uh, to take the first steps if they even suspect that they need to find out about this research or find out what's being done or find out some of the new things that the VA is planning on doing? Well, every VA healthcare facility has an eye care facility and an eye clinic that's staffed by very qualified optometrists and ophthalmologists. And so the first step is making an appointment to get their vision checked, Mm -hmm. which is not just a vision on the line chart. It's a full exam. And some of the subtle things, as I said, can be picked up on that exam. And we offer that to all veterans. So uh, it's not difficult to get an appointment, and we provide that service to all our veterans. Well, that's amazing. So any VA hospital, they'll all take a look and do that eye exam and really get down to it. Now, um, it mentions here in my notes that there's some cutting-edge things that the VA is doing that might be very interesting to some people, some kind of uh, things that are on the edge of the science. That's correct. The VA devotes a tremendous amount of resources, not only to the care of veterans, but research to find best 
treatments. And uh, some of these involve new pharmaceuticals or drugs that are used to treat. Some involve actually dietary supplements that can halt nerves from becoming damaged. And some involve actually exercise activity. But some of the newer non-pharmaceuticals have to do with modulating brain activity through non-invasive means, either using magnetic or direct current stimulation through the scalp that can actually improve connections in the brain. And these are being, treated, these are being used to treat a variety of conditions that have to do with neurologic conditions such as depression, but also we're trying to use them to see if we can improve connections in the brain that modulate vision and hearing. That is incredible. It's just amazing to me what medical science can do for us and how the human body can heal with with the help of of the right doctors and the right science. So, okay, thank you all doctors for being here and sharing this information with us. Thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate you being here. Why don't you tell us one more time where we can get a hold of you, where we can find out more about this research, and where we can encourage our veterans to go so that they can go get their eye examination. Sure. We have a website. It's www.varesearch.gov. And uh, they can uh, search there for vision-related studies or studies on any topic area. And uh, it, it also has a link on the website to clinical trials. And it tells you there's a, there's a page, that, a screenshot that helps them identify, you know, where, how to search for research that's going on in the VA. So if they c- cannot navigate it, I'm sure they can find a caregiver or someone to help them. There are also contact names within the website. So I, I know my email is listed, so they can feel free to reach out to me if they feel that they're stuck and they cannot find the resources that they need. We'd also like to thank all the veterans for all their volunteering for research we couldn't do any of this without them, and, and they've just been fantastic. And uh, just a uh, shout out to all the veterans to, to thanking them for that. Well, thank you again. I agree. Yes. 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 Thank you, veterans. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's always great to take an opportunity to say thank you to the veterans. Thank you, doctors, for being here. And all, everybody out there, if you know a veteran, if you are a veteran, which you probably do, tell them about this and go to varesearch.gov for more information. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.